Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tarais, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm MJ. I'm Ash. And today we are doing a Spotify wrapped Tarai Family edition. <laughs> and it's not Spotify, it's just 2023 as a whole. So we take some time to unpack our word of the year and how we measure it up to these lofty standards we've set for our family. No, actually, it's not that. It's just a way for us to bring focus to our family. And then we also, at the very end, talk about books, music, and movies that we have enjoyed. So That's pretty much it. Yeah. It, it took us probably a total of, I'm kidding, 30 seconds to tell you. I know. But anyways, here's our 2023 rap Atari Family Edition. Hope you guys enjoy. Well, we are quickly approaching the end of the year. And I think... One of the things that we've slowly started implementing in our family is just creating like different milestones in our family rhythm. And, you know, we've, we've unpacked what that all means in previous episodes with just like creating sustainable rhythms for our family that incorporate work and rest. And part of that is also just what are some milestones that we want to make sure we celebrate with our kids I don't know if we've talked about that, but you and I have talked about that. <laughs> and then another component of that is just to think through and like recapping the end of the year for us. And since we're approaching the end of the year, what an appropriate time to talk through, reflecting back on what this past year has been for us. What are some things like that we've started implementing to bring focus to our year, to help us kind of get on the same page as a family. And I think some of that is a lot of catered more towards like your sense of like your visionary tendencies to be able to kind of bring perspective to our family. So I've been very appreciative of it because obviously it's not necessarily something that I like grew up with or I was going to say it's value, but that's not what I was looking for. It's like, <laughs> It's not, it's like new to me, mm. right? And so um, you've done a really good job for us as a family to make sure we bring that context. And so, yeah, I think we just wanted to take some time to see what that all actually means, what that looks like, our word of the year, and maybe share some interesting things that you've enjoyed even just listening to or reading this past year or, mm -hmm. or what you strive to read. Mm. this upcoming year so you want to start with like what is the word of the year and what has it been for us because for us it's been unironically i don't know i don't know if it's our no it definitely is ironic that we picked the word planted for this past year in a season of constant change and a lot of things being different from where they were when we started the year in january yeah yeah and i don't even necessarily i think we've done this like three years now where we've had like a word that we're really focused on for our family. And I think before that, I was kind of just like, meh, when it came to like people saying, oh, here's my word of the year or yeah, I just didn't really do that. We didn't, I don't think either of us did before that time. But I think it's been such a good thing for us to have a sense of vision for our family because you utilize these types of things in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Like, and by you, I mean like just people in general. Utilize 
visioneering and strategizing and all of these types of skills in the workplace for your job and the work that you do. What space is there for that with our family? And so it's just been a really neat way for us to kind of take what we would normally be doing in the workplace and really figure out how do we have vision for our family? How do we strategize for our family? How do we bring some of those elements into what we do and how we operate as a family? And so one just very practical, easy way that we've been able to do that is actually decide on a word of the year that's going to kind of direct our focus and yeah, how we're going to be thinking and, and, and maybe even just the perspective we're going to have as we're thinking about, you know, the how or what are we going to do as a family mm-hmm. this year? But like, what's our perspective going to be in that? And so you chose the word planted, actually. And Oh, it was me. Um, we knew that we were going to be moving. And so I think it, it really gave us something to think about in the midst of what was going to be a big transition for us was what does it mean to be planted? And what are we planted in? Yeah. You know, it really caused us to ask those kind of questions in the midst of what was going to be a big life change for us and have a type of perspective, I think, that really helped us kind of put the put the right things and the right priorities in that time. I think it's already um, something where I already jumped to looking back and being like, wow, there's definitely ways I could have been more intentional in that. And sometimes also because we talk about it, it makes it seem like we've got this like dialed in Mm. in terms of like we're experts in this. We're very much not. And it's exactly this type of reflection that caters to the type of behavior that we would want to have as a family Mm -hmm. where we can look back and be like, wow, I actually wasn't nearly as planted as I needed to be or there were areas in my life where I actually did see a lot of intentionality that helped me that helped me stay sane during this time of constant change. And and so just in how you were saying that, it made me think about, man, there's already ways that where I'm looking forward to this upcoming year where we can bring more concentrated focus on what, you know, you know, assuming we were gonna use the word planted again next year, and in different ways we should have practice that or we Mm. could be practicing that and i think some of that is just that you know we are a young family and so in the sense of like companies every company has a mission and a vision or every organization has a mission statement and a vision statement and so why not for our family to bring that sense of collective like striving for a common purpose and goal Mm -hmm. and i think these have been pieces and elements that we've like read individually or that we've just like hung on to that's really given us clarity for our family to be very intent like not very intentional but like much more intentional in what we're trying to accomplish and it is very much something that we are still striving to implement that we don't have down perfectly because again i look back to this past year and yeah we wanted to strive to be planted in a season where there was going to be a lot of change and in some areas i think you know we've individually done well with it and in other areas it was like well it didn't do as well with it Mm -hmm. and so again i said that part of the reason you have that is to be able to like maybe almost like benchmark it so that you can measure yourself up against it at the end of the year to tell whether or not hey these are areas where you can improve Mm -hmm. or these are areas where you did really well so it's just something that 
came to mind right away when you said that that's something that like helps us bring focus and like that's exactly what it's doing for us as a family yeah i have a whole process for kind of how i think back on the year and i think the important thing that might be helpful for anyone listening to this is not necessarily how i do it step by step mm-hmm. but more that reflection has become such an important practice to me because when we set a goal in place and we strive to aim towards that our intent is that we will achieve it and it's very difficult for us to evaluate effectiveness like is what i've chosen to do the step that i've chosen to take is that actually getting me towards that goal or is it actually creating a barrier for me mm-hmm. to reach that goal and sometimes we just operate we have blind areas and we have weaknesses and sometimes we're just not aware of the things that we're not aware of and so reflection and feedback have become critical pieces for me to be able to evaluate is what I'm doing actually getting me towards my goal because I cannot I've learned you cannot trust your own judgment in being able to to determine effectiveness because you will always judge by your intent and your intent is that goal and you think that what you set in place and the steps that you take automatically is going to get you there because that's your intent and so effectiveness is very very difficult for people to judge And I saw this working with hundreds of leaders. I see this in our family. It's just, it's very hard to judge that. And so I've built in these practices of reflection that really caused me to be brutally honest with myself and also kind of gather feedback I hear, whether that's from you or something I'm doing or saying or things I hear from the kids, like Evie's at the age where she gives me feedback on my motherhood and how she Mm -hmm. feels about it, you know? Things I hear from Graham or things I hear from my friends or, you know, I take that feedback, as painful as it is sometimes, very seriously because that's what helps you gauge is what I'm doing effectively getting me towards my goal. And so I think if there's nothing else somebody would take for this, you don't have to do my whole, you know, I have a whole system in notion that I do. And I'd love to be able to create a resource to be able to give away some someday to mm-hmm. um, listeners. But the important thing is I set these things, these practices of reflection in my life in place so that I can evaluate effectiveness throughout the year. That's probably where you should leave it at because I think in the same way that I totally see that effectiveness being so difficult to measure because it's so evident in other areas mm-hmm. of life outside of just like organizational uh, feedback and, and growth and productivity. Cause you know, like for ex- a simple example is that like, it's really hard to gauge whether or not what you're doing at the gym mm-hmm. is effective, mm-hmm. but it's easy to copy what you visually see other people do yes. on social media. Yeah. And so you mistake activity for productivity. Yes. And that translates over to a lot of other areas of our life where we like don't know whether or not something what we're doing is effective. So we'll just do what looks like it's working. For somebody else. For somebody else. Yes. And so that's why I'm saying like, hey, maybe even for like the system that you have. Yeah. The point of it is not so much to do the things that Ashley's doing because it actually only specifically works for her. Right. And maybe her like 
like the way that you process things and the way you think about yeah. certain things, which is very opposite from what I do or how I think. Yeah. But nevertheless, the point still stands that like both you and I benefit from taking the time to reflect back either through the day that we have, through the week that we have, or in yeah. this case, through the year that we have yeah. to look at ways that we can recognize at the end of the day, it's really like, man, the Lord's been faithful to us in these ways Yeah. throughout the day. The Lord's been faithful to us in these ways throughout this move to a new city. The Lord's been faithful to us throughout this p- past year in how he's provided. Mm-hmm. And the recognition that like you are where you are because of not purely your own like striving, mm-hmm. but there's this sense of like, if you take the time to recognize that, it helps you see what's actually been effective in this is not just how oh, you're like pushing as hard as you can. Right. I know that doesn't translate over perfectly, but in the same way, again, I think back to that gym example of like mm-hmm. training to failure. Looks productive, makes for a good social media video, but probably is not conducive to muscle building or whatever you want to call it. You know, and that a lot of times like leaving two, three repetitions in the tank is the way to go. <laughs> and again, I'm no expert in this, but <laughs> that seems to be in line with a lot of like what is coming out with in terms of like research and the science that's out there. Yeah. That what that actually means in terms of what effective is, isn't necessarily what you see around you that might look like it's working for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two other things that I do as part of this kind of looking back on the year process. One is that I try to record five things I'm grateful for every day. And it's just been such a good practice for me to honestly, in, in relation to plantedness, remember what it is that, that does root me Mm -hmm. and to recognize the gifts that God has given me in this life, that everything I have in this life is a gift, you know, and even in the midst of difficult times, you know, I've experienced loss of a family member this year, even throughout all of that, Hmm. it still grounds me to the truth that even my time with her, the time that I had with her while I had her was a gift, you know? And so that's been a really helpful practice for me. And then the other thing that has just been really helpful in a spiritual sense is I try to record my prayer requests every day. Yeah. And when those prayer requests get answered, I set up this, you know, system I have in Notion to actually backfill those prayers in this year in review page that I have. So at the end of the year, all of my recorded prayers are listed there. And so it's been just such a, really transformative practice in my spiritual life to be able to get to the end of the year and see all of these like recorded answer prayers listed some massive things we were praying through some smaller things I had even forgot that we prayed about but to be able to look back and see 50 60 70 recorded answer prayers is you know and that's just the ones i actually took time to record Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily i'm not super disciplined to do that every day and so um just to be able to see it's like literal evidence on a page of god's faithfulness and the fact that he does answer me something that i sometimes struggle with 
in my walk with the Lord. It's just feeling like I don't always hear him talking to me, you know, and this practice of just writing my prayers and then write, recording the answers Mm -hmm. has been so like, it's literal evidence that God does answer me. Mm -hmm. He hears me, you know? And so it's just been such a really helpful spiritual discipline to implement as kind of this looking back, like you, you, you mentioned, you know, looking back on God's faithfulness. Well, I have evidence of that if these like answer prayers that we have, right. you know, and so it's so neat to be able to remember those things because a lot of them I do forget that we even prayed for. Yep. I'm like, wow, I forgot that was even like a big deal because that was in March and mm-hmm. now here we are in December and I'm not even thinking about it anymore, you know? Yeah, just for context too, Notion is like a note-taking tool meets Excel spreadsheet yeah, kind of thing yep. where you can kind of make it. It's like a very nice interface, note-taking yeah. Excel yep. type tool. And you've used it. Like we use it to help organize home purchasing yep. priorities or like when we were house hunting. Yep. And so, yeah. I just wanted to add that in case someone was like, what, what in the world is notion? But I did want to ask, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a helpful tool, but it's not necessarily going to be useful to everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm personally more of a handwritten kind of guy. Yep. If and when it happens. So, (laughs) but yeah, I wanted to ask you like, what are, what are some of the things that have stood out to you this past year that, you know, are just distinctives to our family and then also have really just been like under the theme of being planted Mm -hmm. over this past year? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this past year for me has been a whirlwind and it's been hard in a lot of ways. I feel like if there was a word that I'm kind of carrying into the new year, it's heartbroken. I just feel really, um, really heartbroken is kind of the word I would use. I'm still healing from the loss of my sister. I, also just you know we made a big move and i yeah feel like i lost a lot of friendships and not that they don't exist anymore we're still not friends it's just when you don't have that physical presence there the relationship definitely changes and so there's just a distance there that makes me really i don't know heartbroken is the word i would use and so for me in many ways i feel like as i kind of reflect back i can see the lord's faithfulness and how he's carried me But as I look forward, I'm really asking the Lord to let this upcoming year just be a year of healing for me. Now that we are kind of like settled yeah, to just be able to really heal from just the heartbreak that I I feel from loss. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of loss at one time. And so while it has been an amazing year and I'm excited to be here, I'm excited for our family there's like a mix of emotions that I feel. There's also just, there's healing to be done. Yeah. And I really need to take that seriously. I recognize the need to take that seriously. I need to take that seriously for myself, my own like healing, just like from my heart, you know, but also like, I know that that bleeds over to you guys, like the kids, like, I start to feel like everyone kind of gets dragged through that if I don't take the time to process and to heal. And so I don't know when I look back on this year, it's kind of like, I feel 
Yeah. Like it was an exciting year and it was also like a year of heartbreak for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think of like externally in terms of what happened to our family, it was everything but planted. <laughs> yeah. And like things fundamentally changed for us relationally with our friends. We change like we live somewhere else we live in a different state now yeah and i feel the same way i think one of the things i'm kind of excited for is to you know we're gonna have family over the holidays yeah and it definitely kind of caps the year with this sense of you're coming to my home like this is this is like actually where we're planted as a family now yep yep and virginia is like a thing in the past now and Mm -hmm. it really emphasizes the sense of this is where we are this is what we call home this is where we live and so i am kind of looking forward to feeling that way about being here because there's still a lot of things that still don't feel as comfortable and common Mm -hmm. but it is slowly happening in terms of we're establishing new friends where I'm using the GPS less and less frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know where the grocery store is now and I know the grocery stores that we like, you know, things like that, that from like a day to day thing, you know, you, you adapt to it. But I think we're still very much unpacking what our new like rhythm is as a family in this new place. I mean, like we had the times of like built in in terms of like what you're going to do, like the nights you're going to do things, the nights I'm going to do things and you know, we had really awesome babysitters and that we don't have right now mm-hmm. and things like that that are still like, I think, very essential to us in terms of in terms of like they're very important to us that we're still learning to establish that hopefully in this upcoming year, we'll see more like we'll see become more like concrete and solid for us. But I also think in terms of planted, you know, we just we've been like so blessed in the same way. Yeah. Like to be able to enjoy the house that we have, to be able to live in a big city, to be able to like have the means to be able to do that, you know, that's yeah. just like, there's so many things to be thankful for, for us as a family that has helped us not feel so disjointed, even though with everything else being so different, like we've thankfully been in a, like are in a place where we can kind of just let, make it happen and it works for us. Yeah. So in that sense, it's been like, man, of all of the stressors that could be added, like we're thankful that, you know, we're able to, yeah, like we're here because of a raise. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, is that a weird flex? I don't know, but it's, it's true. Yeah. The Lord has really blessed us and I do see his goodness and yeah, it's just been a year transition yeah. for us, which again is so funny that you know, the word is planted. And um, I think what it's taught me is that it's easy to be planted when it it's easy. Yeah. Like when everything is conducive to plantedness, then of course you can be planted somewhere. Yeah. But are you really planted? Right. How, how do you know if it's not tested? And so I feel like we were really, that was really tested Yeah. in us to really see like, okay, what are you really planted too like what is it that you're really yeah that really causes you to be planted is it the comfort that you experience is it the convenience afforded to you or you know is it really the fact that we are in christ you know is it is it the com- the community that you have easy access to okay well what happens when that's taken away you know and so it's just been an interesting 
kind of exercise of going through what does it really mean to be planted? And when it's hard and when it's tested, I think that's when, I don't know, you... That's that's a real question I run into from time to time. Like I, I tend to have these like very hyper philosophical moments every now and then. And it does, you know, I think maybe just with the people I talk to or the line of work that I'm in, but this sense of like this very existential question of like, what is the point of all of this? Mm. Of like, is it just to make as much money as you can make? Is it to be in the largest house that you can be in? Is it to put the kids in the best school that you can afford? And that like without this sense of like, what is your family striving for? You can very much sell yourself short for these much smaller stories. Mm -hmm. And so in a, in a small rebellion against that, I think we are trying to establish ways as a family to shape our, our hearts and in our case, like our children's hearts as well to a story that tells them that they are part of something bigger than themselves mm-hmm. and like we know that we are called to participate in the redemptive work of the gospel and like the restorative work of the gospel in bringing order to chaos all around us and so whether that includes moving to a big city or not whether that includes you know a promotion or not whether that includes having children or not like all of those things are not essential to this common purpose that we all share of like we've been bought with a price and we are called to participate in the lord's work wherever we are and and so these things that we're trying to do is helping us to distill what that means for us on a day-to-day basis which is why we i almost like jokingly suggested planted to be the word because we knew of the change that we were going to experience Mm -hmm. but it really is like a sense of like what should we be striving for as a family? Is it really just this false sense of security? Yeah. Is it really just this? Because all of that's been changed. Yeah. And like you said, like it really does come to a test of like, what do you rely on or what are you trying to strive for Yeah. when things aren't easy? And that's been very clear to us over the last five months since having moved and changed cities specifically. And then more generally just with like facing a hardship mm-hmm. um, with like the loss of a loved one. And, and the grieving process associated with that. But then also just like not feeling like you could, like I felt like since we knew we were going to leave for Charlotte, life in Virginia was kind of like, should we invest in these things more? Because we know we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're almost like lived very transitionally and you could very easily be like, well, we're going to be out of here anyway. So like, let's just up and be like, let's stop investing in these relationships. And so, yeah, I think it really is important to keep those larger perspectives in mind because especially for me, like on a day-to-day basis, when you're like talking to a lot of different perspectives in terms of people, you can very easily get caught up. Like you can very, you can hear that a lot in yeah. terms of starting to question, like what is it that's really important at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Is it maximizing your net worth? Is that like really, that's what's going to be the most important to you. And I think that's just too small of a story that you're selling yourself short on. Mm-hmm. Have we decided on the word of the year for next year? Oh yeah, chili, chili. I think part of that is really just to hopefully have some healing for your heart. Yeah, well, first you have to tell what that means. Okay, yeah. So for, (laughs) I don't even know if this is like canon in terms of generally accepted Frisbee terminology, Mm -hmm. but if you 
want to tell somebody that they don't need to rush throwing the frisbee. Okay, so ultimate frisbee. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I love playing it. And there's just words that you end up using that's very specific to the sport. One of them is chili, which means take your time. <laughs> it's like that when somebody has that nervous excitement and they're yeah. going to like make some bad plays. You're rushing through a decision. Yeah. You have a 10 second stall count yeah. to be able to wait and pick a throw before you throw it. And so if somebody looks like they're going to start throwing it on stall one, stall two, mm-hmm. you would normally hear chili, chili. Somebody's going to be like, hey, take your time. Yeah. I love that because when I first came to you and was telling you, hey, this is kind of like what I'm thinking for this next year. Yeah. And I was like, we need a word. It's basically like calm the F down. Yeah. <laughs> because I, you know, I mentioned like I'm feeling really heartbroken and I know I, there's like healing to be done, you yeah. know? And I, I really, I know I'm in that moment of like ultimate Frisbee where I have this like nervous energy. And if I don't channel it in the form of processing, if I don't take the time to do those things, I'm going to start making bad moves. And so it's the plight of every visionary. I've had a visionary boss before. And so because you can have a sense of what things could look like, Mm -hmm. it makes you want to be there sooner than you're ready to actually be there. Yeah. And so I think that's the other context that I bring to the table where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, we got to just like let these things heal. Like you can't let a wound heal faster than it can heal. Yeah. You can definitely make it worse. Yeah. But it's got to heal with the amount of time it takes to get it healed. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's a good word. I think going into this next year to really just let, for me, let myself settle in. Yeah. Let myself, it's going to take time to build new relationships. Just chilly, you know? Yeah. Like things like that where it's like, man, these, these things all take time and I want to like rush the process. I just wanted to happen faster than it, is and i really just need to like slow down calm down take my time and even with like working out and like my health journey you right know, it's like you always want to be there like yeah. faster than you are and i just where's want, my six pack and my booty i want to be <laughs> okay <laughs> with the fact that like it's a work in progress right and I want to be okay in that space and accept myself in that space or I'm not going to accept myself on the other side of it. You know, I'm still going to beat myself up when I hit the goal, whatever the goal was that I wanted right. to attain the booty and the six pack, you know, yeah, I'm still going to hate myself. Those there. are my goals though, by the way. <laughs> if I can't, if I can't accept myself right here, right now in the interim in the working progress, stage, yeah. you know? And so I am thinking about my health that way. I'm thinking about my healing that way. I'm thinking about yeah, our relationships, relationships yeah. that way. And so I think it's a perfect word. I think so too. So yeah. What are, uh, how about this? Some, we'll do fast, fast drill of, Oh, quick fire questions. Yeah. Okay. What were some movies that you, you go first because you have them all written down. <laughs> I can't remember any movies that we actually I don't, saw. Exactly. The only two I can remember were Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And 
we recently watched The Burial, which I thought was really good, with Jamie Foxx. And was that the Laura movie? Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, I was going to mention that was the movie that was enjoyable. So I thought that was. I really liked Home Alone, too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just watch, you know. We've been watching some Christmas movies. A lot of movies. Christmas movies, yeah. yeah. So I don't think I've seen Home Alone 2. In, I don't know if I've ever seen it, really? actually. Maybe I've seen it once. Wow. In 30 years. Yeah. And so seeing it again, it's just like, oh, this is a fun little silly movie. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, in terms of movies, I don't really... I'm struggling to remember what we watched, what we've enjoyed. Frozen is pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, we're camping out on Disney Plus. Yeah. Evie's into the Christmas vibe. So. Um, what about books for you this year? Gosh, babe. You go first. I This was not a good like. Th- this book was not a book year, year for, for me. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one book that I haven't finished, but I'm really enjoying is mm-hmm. called Wanting, The Power of Mimetic Desire in Everyday Life by mm-hmm. Luke Burgess. I think is how you say his name. I, I would love to talk about that book when I finish reading it. Mm. Mimetic Desire. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fascinating. I love it. And yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Oh, I also started reading Mere Christianity for best There you go. Literature <laughs> to help me get sleepy at night. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. I got, I got books for Christmas. So yeah, it is. So you better read them. I'll have to report back next year. So <laughs> music, what was on your wrapped? Yeah, uh, Tiesto. The huge. Yeah, so a lot of like EDM stuff that I usually like. I mostly only listen to music at the gym, so it needs to be upbeat. And then for work, it's usually classical piano. So Chopin, notes. <laughs> uh, I think it's yeah, just Chopin. It's mostly. like EDM and classical music. Yeah, it's. <laughs> what about you? Maverick City music was pretty uh-huh. heavy on that list. Coldplay, of course, because I love Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Your French music, you <laughs> like? Strome. Yeah. Yeah. So how you say his name? Strome. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but there's also like just French French artists that you probably don't even know the names of that you like to listen to. That's yeah. like along the lines of Strome. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, there's that. Yeah. And then TV shows. We didn't really, we haven't, this has not been like a massive media year for us. But the one show that we did watch. Yeah. A couple episodes. Oh. Life Below Zero. Yeah. (laughs) About life in Alaska. I'm I'm crushing some Daniel Tiger right now. But It's actually been a while since we watched Daniel Tiger. The kids aren't like watching that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on life below zero? Oh, yeah. So it's like <laughs> people in Alaska that live above the Arctic Circle or inside the Arctic Circle, I guess, I, or all around Alaska. And I mean, these are extreme <sighs> like subsistence hunters who just try to make it through the winter and they like give you an insight to like how they live day to day. I mean, the one extreme one is like that lady who lives in a camp that's like basically in the North Pole. Yeah. And she, like, has to make sure that she has enough fuel to make it through the winter. She got attacked by a bear before. Yeah, it's just, like, what She's in the world? insane. Like, I, don't, I do not even understand why. Yeah. It's like, I like air conditioning too much. <laughs> so, I, I can't imagine. But, yeah, it, that's been something that we, from time to time, tune into. I mean, honestly, I've been watching way more sports. Like, that is way true. more NFL, way yeah. more. Yeah. With, you know, shout out 
Carolina Panthers two and twelve. Gosh. Um, but that's probably been my go to is yeah. more sports than I've watched more sports and fewer movies this past year yeah. than ever. So that's where it's at. So Yeah. So I guess that wasn't really wild and exciting. Right. Maybe <laughs> next year it'll be more that. exciting. Yeah. Anyways. That's it. That's our year in review. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with Tatares. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know. And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support. All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table. <laughs>